can hear me, you've chosen deities, Scott and Elton, to hold your hand through the apotheosis of a bombast. I'm Bertie 72. I know I love a bit of it. Episode 98. Oh, perhaps not. Perhaps not. Let's check the call burner. Yeah, yeah, check oh, that. It is, it is recording. Okay. Oh, thank goodness for that. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 98 of An Apotheosis of a Bombast, the podcast brought to you by two continents, two countries in this one world that we all share. I am just a dot on one of those continents. Kind of, if you look on. The North American continent, kind of in the upper right corner, uh, underneath that giant, I think it's the S, I'm underneath, uh, a little bit to the left, kind of right near that smudge, that would be me, Scott Copperman. And over on the European continent, or the continent of Europe, I guess we could call it, Yeah. Uh, on somewhere uh, upper middle left side, um... Uh, southern half of the island or no i'm not sure uh, yeah i'm glad you call it an island that's really go. weird yes. but yeah i suppose it is um you know so then over there kind of no 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 that's a, that's a smudge of chocolate yes yes mm. over there that would be elton mcmanus hi hello i always tend to think that england is looking to the right no to the left hang on left or right to the left and where i live is around around the bottom area just a little bit down from the bottom area like it is an island but it's a relatively large island uh, the islands that, that I can go to here are you will go to the beach on the ocean side and the beach on the bay side or the you know the sheltered by the island side and, and it's a completely different experience in terms of wind uh, how the water is you know rough waves on the big seaside and where it's sheltered, you get that Gilligan's Island kind of effect of smaller waves and less extreme conditions. Is there is yeah. the west side of of the island different than the east side, or not so much? Do you know, I really haven't been to the east side. I suppose that's that's more Wales anyway. But um, I I tend to think the the sea in I think it's Devon, North Devon, is nicer than the sea. The channel in between us and France. Don't know why it just seems to be a lot nicer, but maybe that's just because it's just a, a channel, and I don't really like the channel. Could be. But yeah, yeah, it's cool. I, I don't. I'm not a big fan of the sea anyway. So I, I'll turn up and I'll watch people paddle, <laughs> and I'll hold their hats and ice creams for them, and then I'll I'll build a sandcastle and let everyone else have a little paddle instead. But yeah. It's cool, though. See, we've got the two different oceans here, technically. And it, they are joined, I guess, down under, underneath South America and Panama Canal. But somehow it is it is different. Like, when, when I go to San Diego or Los Angeles and go to the coast there, the water's cold because you don't have the Gulf Stream warming it. It's, it's a much different yeah. experience here. The water is um, certainly rougher and... Uh, I don't know how to put it. Like, and, and that could just be what part of the coast here, here off New Jersey, it's the beaches are very touristy beaches, in that um, the sand is good. It's comfortable. It's not like dirt. Uh, whatever the continental shelf happens to be, you get uh, nice rolling waves, and you know you can go in the water and very picturesque. Yeah, 
and uh, it's unlikely you're going to see anything other than a bit of seaweed once in a while, maybe a jellyfish, maybe off in the distance, a dolphin. But when you go on the western coast in the Pacific Ocean, uh, the water's not as uh, inviting. <laughs> it doesn't seem as recreationally friendly for the, the casual person. And also, I mean, sharks and, and other critters pretty close up to the shore. Sharks? Yes. That's kind of cool and kind of scary all at the same time. I mean, there's all dozens of things in, that I've seen just recently online of, you know, somebody surfing and not way out like in Hawaii, but they're within uh, 40 meters of the shore and, you know, fins around them and some dangerous sharks, some not so dangerous. Mm. There's also flakes of gold in the water. It's like someone really? took a jar of glitter and just scattered it. Is that all from all the rusting boats underneath the water? No, it's it's gold. And I can remember having a conversation when I lived out there with uh, the science teacher, or social science teacher. And, uh, you know, of course, when someone tells you it's legitimately gold, you go, oh, well, I'm going to build a platform out in the ocean and filter the gold and... Uh, you know, I'll pay for my platform with the gold I get. Mm. And maybe things are different now because I, I know the price of gold has spiked tremendously, but I can remember her saying um, the reason people haven't done that is it's just not cost-effective. It's Even though it is real gold, it's um, by mass and it's, quantity, it's just not. Yeah, there's not enough there to roll over a huge profit, is there? No. Otherwise, there'll be loads of platforms already there. Yeah. Yeah. See, the most dangerous thing in the sea that we get is really bumpy seaweed and maybe a jellyfish or a, a shark, not a shark, a, a fish fin or something like that. Something will rub, rub against your leg and you'll be like, oh my God, what the hell was that? Mm-hmm. I See, I, I scream like a banshee when I touch seaweed anyway. All right, what do you think is more likely? And and not going specifically with Bigfoot or things like that, but there's a, do you think it's more likely that there is a significant land creature? And I don't mean one of those like, oh, it's a new species of frog that has a slightly different DNA sequence than the ones we already have. But like a one of these um, cryptozoology land creatures, like the dinosaur, ape-man kind of thing that still is, or something in the ocean. And and again, not like just a weird thing, but like a a significant find. Like, oh, well, it's... I don't know. I, th- I think if there is going to be something like that, I think you're more likely to be finding it down at the bottom of the ocean where we haven't dragged the depths just yet. Yeah, they, f- they find all kinds of bizarre, you know, new kinds of, like, glow-in-the-dark lobsters and... Uh, they did find that one uh, really strange fish that they thought had been extinct for millions of years. It mm. looks like a prehistoric fish. And that's that's sort of close to what I'm saying. I'm thinking even more like like a Loch Ness Monster kind of creature or a mermaid or something. Not not so much like a um, different, like a hammerhead shark where the head is <laughs> in a different shape. That'd be so cool to have a mermaid down there, though. Well, what is that'd be wicked? What are some of the mythical? Th- so they talk about, you know, mermaids, the giant squid and kraken kind of thing. They've been in a lot of specials where they're they're finding that there are bigger and bigger squids, but they still haven't gotten the one that's in those old whaling photos that's reaching up on top of the ship and like in the old uh, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Pulling. Yeah, I think that's more exaggeration, though. That yeah. They they saw a huge squid, and it was this big, and it nearly at our boat. And I, I think that's kind of exaggeration. Maybe they pulled up, like, a tentacle. Because there was that Japanese guy that actually caught yes. a, a one on, on the camera, wasn't yes. there? Yes. Mm-hmm. He went fishing for it, and he, he saw the tentacles, and didn't they rip an arm off or yeah. something? Mm-hmm. So and now it was, there's like, like a 80 squid. feet long. Yeah. yeah, and there's a squid wandering around with one arm less and he's looking for this Japanese guy it's a bit like the the crocodile that ate Captain Hook's yeah. hand yeah and, and that to me I it by size it is that big and I guess they do say like the eye of the thing is 
like the size of a garbage can lid. Mm. But it doesn't feel so big because so much of it is the arms. You know, it's not the same as having a whale the same size. But I, mm. I guess, what, so the mythical undersea creatures would be uh, possibly a Loch Ness monster type thing or, or some other type of dinosaurish looking um, like those prehistoric whale kind of things with the size of a submarine with a mouth. <laughs> Do you want me to say Godzilla? No, no, I'm not thinking of that though. I'm thinking I can't think of what it is. <laughs> like, I, not the long neck, but it looks like a whale and a crocodile had a baby. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. It, you see them every once in a while when they talk. Crocodile. Yeah. So that type of thing, the gigantic great white shark, mega. Megalon, the thing that they always have in the museum that you could stand inside its mouth. Yeah. I've heard and read like science fiction stories where they still live. The Mer people or Atlantis. Um and that's kinda it for for I can't really think of something else that would be out there. I always hope that there's like a big octopus or a giant squid out there battling with Killer whales and blue whales and stuff like that. But like the the movie style where it's actually, it doesn't look like someone's got spaghetti hanging out of their mouth. It's more like uh, the big thick arms reaching up and yeah. battling. Yeah. Because you know, it, well, I think they found these things on occasion. There was a program where they actually dissected the creature as well. It was huge, and they just said this one was a, a little ickle baby. Yeah, there's giant and there's colossal. There's all different categories of them. Mm. It is kind of neat. Huge man, as well. Yeah, it is cool though when they talk about like, you know, we know it exists because we found them in the bellies of whales, but y- you never find a dead one or anything. See, this is what I, I like thinking about all this sort of stuff because when life grabs hold, it just takes. So many different directions. You you can either have eyes or you don't have eyes, or you can have tentacles or legs or fins or flippers or anything like that. Or you can be totally different colour, you can have dirty big teeth and no body whatsoever. And life has so many different ways of taking hold. Even like a tree. That's life, but it's totally different from a a plant or a fish. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, even if you in your in your garden and you clear out the roots in between all your paving stones and then the next year they come along again, you're like, oh, God's sake, please don't do that again. Mm-hmm. But life knows how to t- uh, take hold, doesn't it? Yeah. I think that's quite cool. No, I, I totally agree. It, you know, you mentioned that about like life and all that, the different ways it can adapt. Have you seen... More and more discoveries on Mars now. They're they're really starting to think that there's something to find. I don't know. NASA don't really like saying that they're looking for life, though. No, do they're they? launching another rover, though. It's going to go up, or it's launching August. It's gone, isn't it? 20... Did it go already? Or two... I thought it was. Maybe it's arriving August two thousand. No, it takes two years, right, to get there. Yeah, I thought it already gone. I don't know. I thought there... I know to Google opportunity. It's called this one that's going now. Let's see. I'm going to try and beat you to it now. Oh, I typo. You typoed NASA, did you? I typoed uh, Opportunity. Mars Exploration Rover Mission. Now they're testing it. That's what I read. NASA rover begins oh. quest to discover life on Mars. I thought it had already gone. Maybe they sent something else up. It's... uh. No, opportunity began performing activities sent by. I don't know. Maybe opportunity is not the same one. Let's see. There's spirit and opportunity. Oh, they're up there already. Here we go. News from NASA. Oh no, it's over another thing. <laughs> oh, the Christian Science Monitor. Wicked. <laughs> Uh, the Mars the, the, the Curiosity lifted off in Cape Canaveral Air Force Station in, in Florida. Ah. It's already lifted off. I was right. I missed it. <laughs> I missed it. 
Well, that's cool. So anyway, this new one is like it's an upgrade over these other ones, and it's better designed to investigate for life more than just rocks. They're going. Have you seen the size of it? Yeah, it's huge. It's like a I don't know SUV. Would it be like an SUV? I don't even know. I know what it's six wheels. Hmm. And it looks like Johnny Five, but with six wheels instead of tracks. Yes. Yeah. It has a laser. Did you see that? <laughs> Everything's got a laser. So it's... And they're not dropping it in the um, rubber ball bouncy thing like they did with the other ones. No, I heard that. I heard that they're, um, they've got... Because it's so big, they have to gently winch it down. Yeah. I think it separates from an, another... This is really bad, because I'm not a scientist whatsoever, and if people are getting their news from me, crying out loud. But I think it separates, and the metal bit flies down to Mars, and then drops off another bit, and then it winches down the the rover. It kind of glides down, but with rockets and stuff. No parachutes yeah. and no, no balls. Yeah, it no kind of gets close to the ground, and then it comes out. It's... Are you on the NASA site? No, I'm still on this Christian science monitor. All right, don't know why. Give, but... you, give you the NASA site. There's an image there. A couple of the images that you're describing probably come from NASA. I doubt the Christian science monitor takes its own pictures. <laughs> but it, you're right. It does look like Johnny Five with like six bug legs and all. It, it amazes me, though, how this seems to be the consensus best form. You know, all the rovers and curiosity, they all look look like bugs, really. You know, they scurry along, that's the most stable, that's quick, it's efficient. So then why, evolution-wise, are we not bugs? Doesn't seem very practical to be up on two legs. We're the only creature that spent, no, because birds would stand. Birds standing on two legs. Bear, don't bear, aren't bears supposed to be uh, on two legs, but they d- just decide to walk on fours. I don't know. They always look like they fall forward when they're on their legs. I guess they can, though. Gentle Ben looked wicked when he was standing up as well, didn't yeah. he? He was huge, man. But here's here's the picture of the Curiosity. Six wheels, all independent. Um, if you be- it has 17-inch uh, alloys, car stereo, <laughs> heated seats, and that beaded thing that you can put on the driver's seat when you get into taxi drivers, they've always got it. Even, you've watched uh, Robot Wars and BattleBots and all, right? Yeah. The ones that are made to look like something always lose. Mm. You know, it's the triangle, it's the wedge, it's the it's the spider. They're the things that survive. So, if this is... It, it interests me that machine evolution is a different path than than life evolution. I think that's because it's it's just so hard to make things walk. It's a lot easier just to make things roll instead. Do you imagine if they dropped a robot that's supposed to walk on Mars? The first thing it'd do is fall over. Yeah. Well, there was the race that you found uh, about 20 episodes ago. Hmm, yeah. Also be cool if they landed this rover and then from behind a rock became... What was the one that always won on Robot Wars? It was just like a wedge with oh, a big energy. axe yeah. in the middle of it. Yep. Just came along, flipped him over, attacked him a couple of times, and then went back into a hole. <laughs> the buzzsaw and the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... I imagine they probably tested something like like that, um, not knowing exactly what they're going to experience, but they has got to account for weather and rocky terrain and... What happens mm. if it falls over? It's got to be able to get itself back up. It's kind of cool, though. I like all that sort of stuff. Yeah. That's neat. I, it's, like you said, it probably is restricted by you know what we have resources for and the technology to do, but it's just... When we talk about androids and clones and, and stuff like that, or anytime you read about it, that does always come back, that it's impractical and very difficult to build a, a robot that will be able to keep its center of gravity and you know, think of the uh, the toys you had, the Star Wars action figures that didn't have joints in the knees. Mm. You know, couldn't sit. They were so limited in what they could do, and it was 
You could only have them balanced if you had the feet perfectly lined up. Yeah, and if their joints got weak, then Luke Skywalker would just fall straight <laughs> yeah, his, on his face. He'd be bent at the back all the time where the leg would... <laughs> yeah. His head was always facing the wrong way, and his lightsaber was missing. But your little, your robot car, or whatever, would you know, you always keep it shape. Not that I want to look anyway. like a crab, but it just seems like evolution-wise, we should be like what is what's that movie? Uh, not Space Rangers. It's set in the future. That's like it's about a, a military. Oh, what is it called? I don't know. Space Force. No. Space Force. Star Star Rangers. Star Patrol. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. It's Space they Force. The, <laughs> they fight the bugs. That's the the bad guys are the bugs. Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh, oh, okay, cool. But I mean that that seems. To, I mean those are the future enemy are the bugs. I mean that's the life form that survived and and went on. That would scare the bejesus out of me, though. Having a big moth come across and picking people up out the streets. That's horrible. There is a film like that, though. There's, like, black bees picking people off and taking them away. And it was scary. It was proper B-movie horror where you didn't get scared. It was more of a giggle. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of that movie, though, but it was the funniest and yet scariest movie ever made. I can't picture it. No. No. Anyway, <laughs> enough of this life and times of what could be and what possibly will be. Where the bloody hell have you been? I have been underneath uh, a sea of deadlines and paperwork for school and work. Just ah. much, much, and, and going to hockey practice for my son and things like that. But I had uh, two midterms, which... Midterm implies a singular exam in the middle of your studies. So if you have a course from September to December, somewhere around Halloween, you would have a single exam for your midterm evaluation. I had two Mm. in one class in that two and a half week period. Oh, nice. So they're not really mid... I don't know what they are. And I just, I had a number of deadlines that were... You know, uh, <laughs> we'd like this done next week. Okay. Oh, you know, we need it tomorrow, actually. Okay. Because yeah. I think it's been around about three weeks since we last recorded. Yes. Possibly about three weeks. Maybe a little bit more as well. But I know things have been in your way. Things have been in my way. And it's just, thank you very much for sticking with us if you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. But it, sometimes it's really hard. And I think when we think we've got about four or five weeks ahead of us where we can just record, something just drops in our lap. Well, for for us and our schedule, daylight savings time is an issue because there's a mm. two-week period basically where um, you're not available. I'm not available until after like midnight in your time. And yeah. when you are available, is it's too early. For me, there's just too much like of uh, real life stuff to do, and then you know the Thanksgiving is just enough of an artificial holiday to disrupt you know a lot going on. It's in the middle of the week, but takes up the whole weekend, and you know family, company, travel, all that stuff. Yeah, did you get sucked into the Black Friday malarkey? No, I I watched some. Uh, pricing i almost bought a second xbox because i had uh, found a deal to get it for i want to say it was two hundred dollars and it was 199 had two games one of which are one was halo reach which we already have but they were relatively high in games so i thought i could sell it and we already had like a 50 dollar gift card for the place mm. so i was like well you know i could probably come out ahead on that but I just don't need it and then I thought well people talk about the red ring of death knock on wood on your Xbox yeah but I'm hearing that a new uh, Xbox and Playstation system are due not this year but next yeah I'm gutted about that to be honest I don't know how to feel about that 
What what operating system does the Sony stuff seem to work on? Is it? Oh, it's just our own inbuilt stuff. Because they're talking about with Windows 8 when it comes out, and uh, the new Windows smartphones and Xbox Live that they're all going to have that tile kind of look to it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, they're, they're doing that on their phones. They're doing it on Windows 8 I'm and the Xbox. Not only. a fan of that at all. Like I, I realize that this whole Windows look on my XP desktop goes all the way back to Windows 3.1 and the old Amiga screens. <laughs> right. I, you know, but I know where everything is. I can't stand on the Windows 7 laptop we have. It's so hard to find where it's putting things. And I don't even mean like your iTunes music or, you know, you save a folder and it's, oh wait, this is, I'm in Marianne's uh, page. <laughs> so I have to go and switch to this subfolder, this directory, and it really is a pain in the neck. Hmm. Yeah, I've heard possibly a new Xbox next year and a PS4 the year after. And to be honest, I'm really cheese off with Sony at the moment. So I'm, this could be the first PlayStation I don't actually buy. I'm not saying that Xbox is one. I'm just saying... <laughs> You'll probably not... buy one and probably won't buy the other. Maybe. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm just... I'm so torn at the moment. I don't like how interconnected things are. I know that's a big selling point. But I, I don't... I don't want my Xbox gaming activity to be integrated into my uh, desktop. I don't. I need... don't think. I don't think the whole thing will be. I think that's far too much to uh, want from Windows. I think there'll be uh, parts of your laptop which will connect with the Xbox, but you won't be able to f push files from this to that to that, and it'll be no problems whatsoever. You'll only be able to see who's online from your PC onto your Xbox. I don't know because I can. I, I don't have it set up correctly, but I can put put things from my desktop to the Xbox already. I think one mm. of the big stumbling blocks is that my PC is old, and it, I mean it's. I'm gonna have to adapt, but it's a it's an ongoing chain. I mean I have. Stuff I use for work that's from 2005, 2000. You know, I have old versions of, of programs I use, things I've unlocked through various yeah. means. You know, that I don't really want to upgrade <laughs> to the new version. Um, and as I resist that, it becomes less and less compatible. I got Skype again today asked me to upgrade. And I, when, um, when my son set up a Skype account, I was telling them how they hit. Skype used to have a whole bunch of games you could play with other Skype users. And Did it? Yeah, it's, they're not there anymore. It, some upgrade took them out, but you used to be able to sit there and... Like when we played Battleship that day, we could be doing that on here. Oh. Yeah, I don't even see it on here anymore. Well, I have been on the Xbox recently as well, mm -hmm. and whittling away many, many hours. I, I know I got uh, Formula 1 recently, and I got the FIFA game recently. Guess what fighty game came out recently? Hmm. Uh, let's see. Is it something based on a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie? No, oh. not this time, no. Oh. no. Uh, I don't know. It was the Call of Duty oh, game. Oh, yes, yes. I yeah. think I've seen that. See, I was umming and ahhing about not getting either of them, and I, I buckled. I was like, yeah, okay. I have to get that now. And to be honest, when I first started playing it, it just seemed like the same old, same old, where I was just running around. And on the PlayStation version of it, I used to be quite good. Mm -hmm. And then I jumped onto the Xbox, and they played totally differently. And I've been told it's because there's Halo on the Xbox. Mm -hmm. And so people jump around like Mario, trying to kill you, and you jump watching them jumping up and down and shooting you and you're thinking what the hell's going on yeah. oh by the way I'm dead mm -hmm. and I find that very frustrating and I think I got to the point where I e I either had to admit to myself I was rubbish or that they're all cheating and I kind of got to the thing where I was, ok 
okay, they are cheating, but I suppose I'm a bit rubbish at this now. Mm-hmm. And I, I've reached that age where I'm a little bit rubbish at computer games. I don't like it. <laughs> it's really bad. We're like the first generation of getting video games yeah. like that. Yep. Yeah. You got all these little punks bouncing around like freaks. I, just, I get bothered by the use of a secret code or... I mean, it's not necessarily cheating, but like a combo move that comes from hours and hours of practice. Mm. It's like, well, you know, face me one on one. Do they do that in these games, though? Like up, down, left, right, A, B? Uh, no, not so much that, but like in a sports game, there's someone who, you know, they know like how to make their player spin or you know, fake you left, right, and go over you. And it's and it's it's just a, yeah. it comes from a proficiency of playing far too much but I think it is from playing far too much but it's also grasping hold of what does what yeah. quicker and understanding I'm not going to live or I'm not going to score unless I do this at this time and they keep doing it and that's to be honest that's why I hated FIFA in the end because there was a little glitch in there where you could run to the byline, cross the ball over and do a bicycle kick into the net. Mm-hmm. And I think bicycle kicks come along once a season and you could do this 10, 15 times a game, romp home 15, 7 winners mm-hmm. and just be not be satisfied anymore. It's just too easy to play like that. Yeah. And I'm kind of thinking, okay, these guys are just bouncing around. Bounce, bounce, bounce. Oh, look, here's Mario. Bounce, bounce, bounce. Shooting people. Bounce, bounce, bounce. And really? That's the game? Oh, okay, fair enough. There's no tactics or anything like that. Well, how do you feel about the kill streaks in Call of Duty? Don't mind them. So the new one doesn't have the dogs. But, you know, when someone gets 10 kills in a row and then they've got their gunship up high and (laughs) you can't go anywhere because it's shot, respawn shot, respawn shot yeah. you just can't even get to like shelter so that gets frustrating for me I don't mind that if someone's really good then that's fine but there, there's certain little things with the bouncing around or the um, quick scoping that really does my head in but that's that's just me just being a miserable old bastard and not understanding how I can't do that I want to do that it's there in front of me mm-hmm. in my hands <laughs> I just can't move my thumbs fast enough. Maybe I need, like, bionic thumbs or something. So you uh, you like the new game, or you're torn? Um, is it a new game, or is it a new map pack, in your opinion? It, it's a new map pack, in my opinion. There's lots of little tweaks on there, which you'd expect. Yeah, but a lot of people feel that way, that you do. It's just getting beyond a joke with these new games where you fork out 45 to 50 quid per game yeah I uh, I just feel like the changes they made with the other version where they put in that um, combat training I actually thought that was pretty good that was like Mm. a nice difference and then there was nothing like it actually seemed to have less features in this one I know they have kind of the blend of combat training and zombie mode, but I don't care for that, that survival no. mode that much. Um, I went to a place uh, recently as well. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to play something, see if you can guess where I went. Here we go. Do you recognize that? Sounds like pro wrestling. Yeah, it is. I had my first dose of real... Well, when you say pro, you mean like WWF, yeah? Yeah, as opposed to okay. uh, like Olympic athletic wrestling. Yeah. Okay, let me just turn that off because we don't want Nickelback playing in the background. Now, do we? No. no. That's wicked. <laughs> it was a good time. That's so cool. Um, <laughs> I got really excited, man. I didn't expect it to be that good, actually. It wasn't filmed or anything for like TV or Sky Sports or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, we went to the Dome, the O2 in London, the big 
white thing on the River Thames. And Jacob got really excited. Apparently, they changed the name from WWF to WWE at some point. Yes, the World Wildlife Foundation didn't didn't appreciate the use of their acronym. When did that happen? Uh, that's a while back. That's that's probably years back, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, I've I kind of learned quite a lot while I was there as well. It was just WWF to me, and every time I said that, Jacob was like, "No, WWE, get it right." <laughs> and so that continued throughout the night. Um, from our perch high up in the, the stadium, we literally saw everything. And when I say everything, we were probably around about eight rows from the back. But it was such a good view from where we were. You could see the the men were tiny, but you could see exactly what they were doing, and you, you couldn't really hear them on the tannoy. Mm-hmm. It was kind of projected down to the 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 rich people that paid over a hundred pound per ticket to get in, and I can't afford that. There's no way I can afford that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was exciting. There was um, fireworks and everything, and. It was it was more exciting for me to watch Jacob's reaction as his like favorite wrestlers did their favorite moves or came out, and there's one guy who does like a cobra punch or something. I don't even know his name. Did, would you have a clue? No. As to what his name was, no. But he, he he slaps his arm, he slaps his wrist, and he spins his hand around like a cobra, and I think that's like his finishing move or something. Mm-hmm. I sound so lame talking about this, but um. He did it, and Jacob was like, started bouncing around, and he he kind of lost control of his body. He was so excited; he didn't wet himself or anything, but he he was like shaking around. He went, oh, "He's gonna do the cobra!" And then he, I think the other wrestler got into him and stopped him from doing it, and he got really angry. No, no, he's gonna do the cobra, <laughs> which was amazing. And then he did the cobra in the end, and he just jumped around. And that was the first wrestling. No, the, sorry, the first match. Mm-hmm. And so we were set out for the rest of the night. It was brilliant. That's cool. I, I think there were some girls in there, which I noticed. I think I saw Kelly Kelly's Toppence as well. Wow. But I'm not too sure. Um, I think my favourite wrestlers are The Miz. He was wicked, man. He was. He had the, the crowd eating out the palm of his hands. Uh, who else was there? CM Punk? Uh, John Cena was there. Um, there was another chick. I can't remember her name. She, uh, uh, no, I can't remember her name. But she wiggles her bottom a lot. <laughs> her finishing move is a wiggle of the bottom. I don't know. Which I, I appreciated. And, yeah, it, it was really good. And battling out of there was fun as well. But it, I think I'd go again. Just because of the the good atmosphere there, there, yeah. there was no problems or anything like that. Getting out, every everyone was happy. It's like going to a football match where everyone's on the same team. Yeah, and and you can boo people, and you but it's it's all pantomime, and it's just wonderful. Were you far enough and, away that it looked real, or like he wasn't seeing like phantom punches and things? No, like it looked real. It looked real from where we were, and. Watching two huge six-foot guys spin around each other's body like snakes. Mm-hmm. Literally flipping over and one land on their feet and then the other one land on their feet. It was it was pretty bloody good, to be honest. I, was, I held my hands up and went, yeah, okay. It's, it's not a sport, per se. Mm-hmm. It's more of a, a choreographed action sequence. But it's still worth going. Definitely worth going. Yeah. I'd, I'd definitely go again. Let's see. So the WWE uh, was originally founded as Capital Wrestling Corporation. And then the Worldwide Wrestling Federation mm-hmm. emerged in 1980. Vince McMahon wow. founded Titan Sports. He bought Capital Wrestling Corporation in 1982. Oh, he's a he's a billionaire though, isn't yes. he? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and he um, so he had WWF for a long time. 
There was the New Generation, the Monday Night Wars, the Attitude Era, XFL, and then I guess there's a right Extreme Championship Wrestling or East Coast, yeah, Extreme Champ ECW and WCW, all these rival things. The WWF bought them. And in 2000, the World Wildlife Fund for Nature, an environmental organization, sued WWF Wrestling in the United Kingdom. Mm. The Law Lords agreed that the promotion company had violated a 1994 agreement where they had been limited in their use of the WWF trademark. And the next day, a press release was announced the change would be WWE. Oh, okay. So quite a while ago then. Yeah, 2002. I remember hearing about WCW. But I don't know whether that was old wrestlers going over there. I'd never really got into this sort of guff, to be honest. You, uh, well, let's see. You're younger, so you missed that heyday of um, Hulk Hogan, early WrestleManias, Hulk Hogan, and... Well, I wouldn't say I missed it. I remember... Mr. T was in there as well, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. I I probably was a little bit too young for that. I remember... 1985 some... was the first WrestleMania. I think Mr. T was in like 86, 87. Right. I remember something at school about it. Probably around about 89. And hearing it going on and just not really liking it, to be honest. Yeah, it, there was kind of a downtime, in my opinion, like in, you know, the 90s. It, it just changed. Like, your stars were getting older, and uh, if you liked Dying. the old group, you didn't really care much for the new group. Mm. I don't know, but now it's, it seems to be coming back full force. Yeah, I'd definitely take him again. Do you have a wrestling game for the PS3 or Xbox? Yeah, but don't tell Jacob. Oh. Santa's apparently bringing it uh. to him. We have like a so, 2007 yeah. one that Jay just likes to take the chairs and beat on people. And... Yeah, I've got the new one, the WWE 12, I think it is. But don't don't mention it. If he okay. finds out, then you're dead. If I see him, I'll uh, I'll make sure to play dumb. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was good. I I've also seen Tintin as well. Oh. Have you any interest in seeing Tintin whatsoever? <laughs> Only for you. <laughs> like the, oh, bless there's your nothing, heart. There's nothing about the promotions I've seen here that make me go, oh, that looks good. Yeah. Um, In a nutshell, kind of slow to begin with, but I think that's like the books anyway. Mm-hmm. I, I, the way I find the books. Um, it's a mixture of two or three books integrated into this story. Uh, the animation is wonderful. It's kind of scary and at some points really bloody good really good mm-hmm. the m- main protagonist pro- whatever that word is um, I think Daniel Craig does his voice and he just looks so real he looks so real and then you go over to the, the singing lady I can't remember her name either but you look at her and then she looks so fake and really animated, and you have this yo-yoing all the way through the film, and there's a couple of set pieces which are really good, and there's a couple of dumb bits, but that is the books as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but by the end of it, I was looking forward to the next one, because obviously it's, it's... I think there are two books called The Secret of the Unicorn and Red Rackham's Treasure, and I think the next film is going to be the Red Rackham's Treasure, where they're going off to find treasure. Hmm. So I'll definitely watch it. But uh, you've seen the Polar Express, haven't you? Yes. Now, d- to you, does that animation look ropey now? Uh, I, they just can't get people right. Every hmm. Everything that's not people looks good. I think that's why they've gone for this Tintin, because it's not quite... If it doesn't look right, then, oh, well, you know, it's only a cartoon, yeah, it's stylized, isn't it? stylized, yeah. Yeah. But it's, it is cartoon made up to be like real-life people. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, very good, I'd say. Um, go watch it or catch it on DVD. There you go. Now, I saw the Muppet movie, the new one, just this past week. All right. It does seem to be that they're getting ready to relaunch the franchise. and I mean, it was it was cute. It had some very Muppety qualities. I, I'm a huge, huge fan of the Muppets. And, yeah. you know, it, it definitely, my wife's not. She's a casual fan, and her kid, everybody got it. I didn't dislike it, and I'm certainly happy to see a Muppet thing there that's not a commercial for <laughs> pancakes or something. But uh, I was disappointed in one thing that Kermit the Frog character, who's who's always been the one normal one in all of the Muppet world. You know, he's the one that that sits there and shakes his head at the insanity going around him, and finds a, a solution to problems. He just seemed... He, he's kind of cast in the role of the sad, tragic former star. You know, mm. like... He's burned all his brain. You know, can't get anybody to come and help him, and he's... He's being exploited by somebody, and just a lot of whining, and... I mean, that's not Kermit to me. Kermit is the guy who... Says, oh, don't worry about it. We'll get through it. You know, here's here's the light at the end of the tunnel that you're not seeing. And so I was I was a little uh, disappointed by that part, but I'm I'm glad I saw it. And uh, I mean, it's better than nothing. That's my my view <laughs> view on it. You know, it's been so long since they've had any kind of Muppet. Yeah. Things. Were you a big fan of the uh, the TV program that was on? Yeah, the first one especially. Not they kind of relaunched it with Muppets Tonight and. Some different characters, but uh, mm. I don't know. I kind of it was good, it, much anticipated, but you know, it's not like oh, the Muppets are back, baby. It's kind of oh, I'm sure we'll see it. <laughs> we'll be seeing a show eventually on one of the kids' channels, and it's it's close, close to my Muppets, but it's not quite. Yeah. Are they, are they still got the same people doing the voices then? Uh, no, most of them have, have been replaced. Now, did you right. feel like the, the movie you saw was your Tintin stories? like the, it, Or has it been changed slightly? That you're Oh, no, 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 no. The stories are there, definitely. Maybe in, uh, in a slight different order and bits put at the front where they really are towards the end of the movie or end of the book. But... Yeah, it's a Tintin adventure as far as I'm yeah, concerned. Yeah, that's good. That's all you can ask for. Mm. <laughs> cool. Um, have you got any... Should we move on to some news, or have you got sure. anything that you want to bring up? Or no, what? no, I'm good. Okay, right. I have four stories here. Uh, the first one, I think it's more the headline got me than the actual story itself. The, the actual story itself is a bit pathetic but i like the headline uh it says man allegedly beat woman with frozen armadillo <laughs> uh, a dallas man has used a frozen armadillo to attack a 57 year old pleasant grove woman i think that's a place isn't it yes uh, the according to investigators the altercation occurred when the suspect was selling the carcass to a victim who planned to eat the animal the pair allegedly began arguing over the price of an item when the man twice threw the armadillo at the woman. The animal, the, the animal struck the woman's leg and then her chest, and she was reportedly bruised in the attack. How much would you pay for an armadillo? Uh, $50. Yeah. Would you eat one? No. I wonder if you could use its shell after as well. It's like a bowl. It's more like plates, though, isn't it? Yeah. See, the, the actual headline is a lot more exciting than the actual story itself. Yeah. Which is a shame. Uh, let me send you this next one, then, because we're going to swiftly move over these. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I heard this one on uh, Dignation, first off. Okay. Uh, but then I went searching for the story, and I... I I found the story. I don't know if this is the original source of the story, though. <laughs> but a life-size Lego man has washed up on a beach. Uh, the story goes, a giant Lego man look-alike has washed up on a Florida beach and now 
wants to see the sights. The bright green, red and yellow figure was spotted by a man out walking. Uh, when Jeff Hindman dragged the 100-pound fiberglass man ashore, he saw the cryptic message printed on the figure, No real than you are. And I think it's got the artist's name, Ego Leonard, and a number eight on the back as well. Um, now, no one's really sure whether this is a hint at art, or this is actually the art. I think it's kind of cool if it is the art that someone set sail this big fiberglass Lego man, and the art is where it turned up on the beach, and everyone uh, crowds around and take pictures of it and feeds it into the media, well, and that is the actual art itself. It's interesting because it does coincide timing-wise with the opening of the Legoland Park in Florida. Not to the day, but I mean within a certain half of a year. Oh, so, okay. But it does also say here that Legoland and its parent company uh, indicate that the Lego Man is counterfeit and not endorsed by Legoland or its parent company. They, in fact, mm. have no idea where it came from. Yeah. Would they get in trouble if they set sail a big fiberglass Lego Man? Imagine if a boat had hit it and sunk and it was the Lego people doing that. I don't know. It's... Is it... They call it counterfeit. If you make your own Stormtrooper costume, does uh, George Lucas have a right to sue you for doing that? Um, I don't think he does. So this is basically... It's not a costume, but it's... As long as you don't Didn't sell it, we... I think that's fine. Yeah, I think with the Stormtrooper uh, kit, someone designed that, and Lucas wanted the patent on it, I think. And I think it went to court, and it was like, well, no, you can't have that. That's this guy who designed the actual unit himself. And I think he's either put it free to air for everyone just to create their own, just to stick it up Lucas's bottom. I don't know what the story would be behind that. It it definitely got a lot of attention here. But uh, it says it thinks the artist's name is what? Ego, Ego Leonard? Yeah, that's right, yeah. That's clearly a Lego. Yeah, of course thing. it is. Is that Lego Land? Not quite. Hang on. Oh, there you go. Lego mm. on. <laughs> I don't know. It's not important. It but doesn't... police have it in custody at the moment. And if no one claims it within 90 days, then the guy who found it can claim it. What do you think about the message? No real than you are. It's. It would make sense if it was no more real than you are. I don't know. My first thought was almost, when I had seen this, was that it was like a, a reject. You know, someone had commissioned it for the park and it had the typo on it. And then someone either said, can I take that home, or stole it, or it fell, or was disposed of improperly, mm. because it, it was had the flawed message, but I don't know. Maybe Lego men are just as virile as human beings, and there's thousands of them, and there's thousands of us. Mm -hmm. And there's the creature from Under the Sea I was talking about. Yeah. I wonder if you took his legs off from his body, what would you find? I don't know. Does little red Legos come out? Yeah, little men. It's like um, the Trojan horse. Yeah. Okay. Right, I have another uh, two chainsaw stories to finish off with. Okay, the first chainsaw one is Chainsaw Burglar Terrifies Wrong Resident. Uh, the unmistakable buzz of a chainsaw slicing its way through the front door marked a nightmarish start to a new week for a man in Norway. Uh, police nearby ski said the resident had leapt terrified from his second-story window in a bid to hide in the forest and call emergency services. The 30-year-old attacker left the house and was quickly arrested. Police report said that after the attacker cut his way into the house, he realised he'd devastated the wrong home and calmly walked outside and awaited arrest. <laughs> he said he had merely intended to scare someone 
with whom he had unfinished business <laughs> with. That would scare the crap out of me. <laughs> Just vroom, 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 and kind of through your door, man. I can't think of anything more terrifying. No. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, you just scream and run. It'd be so surreal, though, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. It's just someone trying to cut through like that. It's wonderful. Okay, the next one as well. Yeah, uh, Hillbilly brought Chainsaw to a road rage dispute. I think this was in Pittsburgh. A 39-year-old man pleaded guilty to assault charges on Tuesday after he brandished a chainsaw to another driver in a case of road rage. Road rage, not road rage. You messed with the wrong Enzo and Ennis Moore hillbilly. Gregory Tedford screamed as he tapped the chainsaw against the pickup truck window. A court heard. (laughs) The terrified driver watched in horror. This, This gets me, man. The terrified driver watched in horror as Tedford jerked the chainsaw, pull cord 15 times trying to start it. He was a crap... He's like a crap serial killer. (laughs) Apparently there was a big road rage thing and one person cut in front of the other. So the... the, Let's call him the hillbilly. Mm -hmm. um, Got pissed off with this. Went back around him. Cut him off. uh, Pushed him onto the hard shoulder and then got out and started threatening him. Uh... The guy drove off and it carried on a couple of times, at which point I think the chainsaw was brought out to try and threaten this guy. Gosh. Once I th- the, the the guy who was being threatened ran into a store and then the hillbilly popped his tyres with a machete. So he had a couple of illegal weapons on him at the time anyway. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they found him down the road. Yeah. Uh, it, it's all been adjourned until January the 13th for sentencing. Uh, sentencing. Well, did Cross. you see how they stopped him? The the victim uh, finally hit him with his truck. Yeah, he knocked him over, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is proper out in the movies. That's scary stuff, yeah. man. Well, that's somebody who just snapped. Well, that's... I don't know, because... That is someone on the very edge, but with really sharp implements in it, in the back of his tow truck. You've got to snap. There, there's snapping, and then there's snapping, though, isn't there? Yeah. And sometimes you you can choose the wrong person to snap against, and end up on the receiving end of that crap. Yes, yeah, true. <laughs> you know, there, there's loads of ways of stopping road rage around here, and. Yeah, bringing out a, a machete or a chainsaw is not one way of stopping road rage, I don't think. No. Or it shouldn't be, anyway. I think that should be illegal. I think it is. <laughs> that part of it, I think it is. <laughs> wow. There's some messed up people. It just scares you. You know, like, you never know who you're going to pass and they're going to take something the wrong way or, you know, it's just... Yeah, oh, you, you've got to be so bloody careful, man. You, even the wrong sentence to the wrong person at the wrong time mm-hmm. could just lead into being stabbed. Yeah. In London, it just happens all the time. You can say something to a bunch of people and it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And they'll just laugh it off or they'll just tell you to bugger off or push you away but then if you say it to the wrong bunch of people and they're up for that sort of retaliation then you're just looking to go into hospital really yeah or it could even be just they don't hear the whole thing you say (laughs) they only catch half of it and that's not what i said oh really no it's not what i said really yeah and then then you spend the next 10 minutes with your hands up in the air saying no 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 i meant this and they at that point you're apologizing for what you didn't do (laughs) <laughs> yeah I'm really sorry you took it that way even though I didn't say it but yeah yeah you weren't meant to take it that way please don't stab me and they don't hear that because then they're, they've they got their knife out and they're only thinking of okay right when do I strike <laughs> <laughs> Christ man 
Anyway, yeah, I, I thought I'd bring them to the table. No, that's good. I think there's a moral in there somewhere. You... Well, come on, let's fish for it. Let's fish for that. Well, the obvious one would be you got to watch what you say, but I think there's there's a more apotheosian one in there. Let's see. You've got the... Don't bring a Lego man to a chainsaw fight. <laughs> if you cut a Lego man with a chainsaw, a giant Lego man with a chainsaw, does he bleed? But we don't know for sure. Yeah, okay. See, we I'll have... go with that. Well, that's too long. <laughs> okay. All right, then. Well, I won't that's go it. with that, then. What that's we... terrible. That is Choose awful. another one. Well, we learned you have 90 days to claim you're missing Lego Man. Okay. that's. I'm good with that as well. I'm I'm quite agreeable today. I don't know. No more... Or or we could just use the, the logo on a shirt. No real than you? Is that what it was? Uh, yeah. Something... <laughs> hang on. Uh... <laughs> it I is. shall fish it out. I don't know what it means, but it's probably something important. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Lego man. Oh, Hang on. It is in here. Here we go. No real than you are. <laughs> that probably means something. It does, doesn't it? What does it mean? How about no real than you are means something? That sounds good. Okay. There we so go. that's the motto. You can't give up on stuff like that. It means something. Mm. We're just not all cool enough to know. We're not down with the kids. <laughs> which is a shame. No. Because I'd like to think I am, but I'm not. Someone playing Call of Duty on PlayStation probably can tell you. Ugh. I'm going to throw that game away. <laughs> you had to remind me about that as well, didn't you? Um, right, let's tell the, the fair, wonderful people how to get in touch with us. Uh, we have the Twitters that we have. I am Ultimate Manus. You are SHC nineteen seventy. You haven't been on there for ages. I though. I watch. I don't. There's nobody. Not nobody for me to interact with. I just haven't been engaged in conversations on Twitter lately. Mm, okay. I noticed you linked yours uh, with your Facebook, and I delinked it uh, as well, or unlinked it, because I I can't stand that. <laughs> I think if you do that, you're a bit of a muppet. It's all right. You're entitled. We, you can also get us on bombastpodcast at gmail.com. We also have a Chavi Facebook page, I'd like to point out. There's lots of stuff on there. There's stuff that we haven't mentioned as well. Mm-hmm. There, there was one from um, oh, Ollie, Ollie Peters, mm-hmm. I think it was, about a bear nicking a picnic basket or something. Yeah. I, it's on there somewhere. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just on Facebook. Type in Apotheosis of a Bombast. You'll find it. You can like it. You don't have to like it. And you can, uh, yeah, lump it if you want. Yeah, you, you can find our show on the Facebook page. You can find it on the iTunes. You can find it on the website that we have as well, which is bombastpodcast.podbean.com. Yes. And it's all part of the Rogue 2 podcasting thingamajiggy, mm-hmm. which is at rogue2.com. I don't think there's anything else. If there is anything else, I'm going to hand you over to Scott. No, I think you did a nice job. We are still uh, keeping in mind that eventually we'll hit 100 shows, and we are looking forward to getting more gifts of 100. 100 what's? 100 backslaps, 100 um, rehydrated raisins. Whatever you think is an appropriate gift for 100 Mm. episodes. I I went to the uh, Black Dog podcast meetup at the weekend and obviously I was speaking with uh, Darren from the Black Dog Podcast mm-hmm. and he said he was actually going to buy us a, a box of sweets with a hundred sweets in it Aww. I know and then I'd have to eat them all because obviously by the time they go over to you they'd, they'd be bad and you can't eat bad uh, sweets can you? I'm starting to think there's a, a bit of a scam going on there with the um, European Postal Service because uh, our our dear friend and listener Lee Newton had been yep. sending some stuff back and forth uh, with my daughter, like his students in my daughter's class. And it, I think someone's like just taking stuff. They see a box of things oh. from America and it this doesn't need to get anywhere. And they see a box coming to America, clearly containing items, and go, ah, they don't even know this is coming. I'll just take this. Really? Well, there's been uh, a dry spell of about seven months now of, like, I sent it. Did you get it? No. Do you know where it is? No. And they make it so prohibitively expensive to track your packages. 
Ah, oh, the swine. So you can just eat the chocolate, because they'll never get to me. Some mm. postal worker. You know, you can't trust those postal workers. Except you, yeah. dear listener, postal worker, who I would not single out. Um, no. I'm, yeah, I'm sure you're a very upstanding part of the community, delivering all their wonderful Wipe messages. that chocolate off your God face. God bless you. But yes. Yeah. And um, then birthday cards that you slit and take the yes. money out. No, yeah, we're I, just kidding. I, I know what you're doing. They, they don't do that. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. I apologize for the limited availability. It's just uh, it's that time of year. But we will be back soon with another episode. Wicked. Thank you very much, guys, for listening. God bless you. And we shall see you on the next episode, yep. which will be episode 99. <gasps> Wicked. I can't wait. Not that it's 100 or anything. No. But yeah, send in your 100 as well. All right. Talk to you soon, guys. Toodle pip. Bye.